Hey friends, welcome to the Leadership Podcast, Be Well, Lead Well, episode number 11. We are so honored that you're spending your time with us today. I don't know where you're listening to this. Maybe you're driving to your work, or maybe you're riding back from your work to home, or maybe you're running, or who knows, you're cooking at your home. Thank you. I believe our time today will help you to think and process about very important things about life and about your leadership. I'm very grateful for this opportunity to serve and share this time with you. Today, I'm inviting you to lean into the conversation I had with my friend Esther Liddell, all the way from Washington State in America. She's a life coach and a founder of Shalom Coaching. Esther's passion is to see leaders thrive in their life and leadership for the kingdom's sake. Today, we're going to talk about toxic leadership versus empowering leadership. Esther shares from her many years of working with a variety of leaders in a variety of cultures. I so enjoyed our conversation. You are actually in for a treat. Let's dive into our today's podcast. Okay, I'll start. Yeah, I'll I'll just uh, give you some opportunity to, um, since I didn't put that in the question, to introduce yourself and talk about what you what you are doing and things like that, and then slowly we'll go into the conversation. Yeah. All right. So I'm Esther, and I met Ron in mm-hmm. a coaching training course. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the privilege of doing that. And um, we had an opportunity to talk about coaching and, and leadership. And um, I, I really, I was really amazed at the connections that I made at that coaching training. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to meet awesome leaders in Asia. Mm-hmm. It was in the middle of the night for me, but it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm Esther. And I am a leadership and life coach. Um, I've been certified since 2017. And my, my work is mainly with uh, coaching people in transition, leaders in transition in mm-hmm. particular, mm-hmm. missionaries, people in ministry are uh, people that I work with. And more recently, I will be coaching college students who mm. are studying to be in the ministry. So mm. I'm yeah. so glad to be here. Thank you, Esther. Um, yeah, as you as you mentioned, um, I was also a little bit uh, apprehensive about uh, doing this online coaching training um, because, I mean, like, I didn't know where the leaders will come from. But as you said, like, immediately we made a very uh, deep connection with uh, with our friends from all over the place and especially for you it was a labor of love extra extra hard <laughs> waking up in the middle of the morning uh, in middle of the night and then being alert and being engaged with our uh, training so yeah it's the, so as, as you were talking um, uh, I think it must have been one of our coaching conversation or uh, one of the training conversation you you did mention about uh a toxic leadership and um, at the time um, I was also going through my personal journey uh, I mean I 
I am not going to measure myself how toxic I was or something like that. But just a realization how much we need God to heal our our hearts and our our mindset. Uh, and sometimes um, we don't have the level of maturity, uh, and then so we just have the passion and we start doing things for the Lord. But at uh, at the end of the day, we look around. People get damaged by our actions, our decisions, and. Uh, I'm very thankful that I began to realize that. And so I just got very uh, excited that you are also going through that sort of thing or you have already gone through that and you have come on the other side. So yeah, just very excited to talk about that. So Esther, like generally, like when we talk or think about leadership, what, what kind of thoughts or what kind of uh, words come to your mind? I mean, I know the buzzword, these days is leadership but I'm trying to capture leadership from a little bit different angle so you as a leader you as a uh, person you know moving from Asia to America America to Asia um, and you've seen so many uh, cultures and so many contexts yeah just give us your uh, your thought on that yeah gosh it is really uh, leadership is a buzzword isn't it uh, when I think of leadership, I actually think of faces. Those mm. are the, the, that's the first thing that comes to my mind mm. because I think of the leaders mm. that I, I have had the privilege of knowing, the great leaders. Mm. And leadership is really influence, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And in impacting people, good leadership is impacting people for mm-hmm. for good or for the better. So, mm-hmm. when I think about leadership, people's faces come to my mind. Mm-hmm. And I had the honor recently of telling one of my my great leaders mm-hmm. how thankful I am for knowing him. We we had a meeting on Zoom, mm-hmm. and our conversation just led to where he demonstrated so much care mm. and so much love mm-hmm. for for me as mm. um, somebody under his care mm. that I, I I was totally overcome with emotion and I, I thanked him for for being a good shepherd and for mm. being a, a good leader mm-hmm. and because I've you know like you said I've, I've lived in multiple places and, mm. and part of uh, many organizations and companies. Uh, I worked in. I worked in the pharmacy for a while, and then I worked. I've worked in schools and in, in uh, ministry. You know, I've had just a variety of of leaders in my life. So mm. I no longer take for granted the the good leaders that I have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, interesting. You you said it comes. It means like faces. Indeed, like I mean, especially. Uh, even the secular world begins to understand that the human resource is the one of the greatest asset. And I mean, God died for the humanity, <laughs> you know. And sometimes we take uh, people for granted. Uh, I have done so many times. Sometimes uh, people for, for leaders, people are just number, or just like, how can I, uh, you know, uh, utilize that person's gifting for my end? Uh, and yeah, I think I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of that. But you said it's the faces, and God loves those faces and has given each and every one 
uh, his gifting and potential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I uh, appreciate yeah. about what you just said, Ron. Yeah. What I appreciate about what you just said is the display of humility that mm. you are able to admit when mm. you have been wrong, mm. and you are able to to say that you have, you know, hurt hurt people. Mm. And I think that's just so important because nobody nobody expects anybody to be perfect, especially mm. leaders. Yeah, I don't know yeah. anybody who has ever expected perfect leadership from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But what's very hurtful is when you don't own your mm. mistakes, when yeah. you don't own yeah. the things that you have done wrong. That's that's yeah. most hurtful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, leadership is hard. I mean, uh, when I was younger, <laughs> I, I thought I could do it, you know, but the more um, I started, um, you know, getting older, getting maybe a little bit wiser, just look back and think, wow, this is hard. Leading people is not an easy and uh, especially in the Christian church setting. I mean, without Christ and his grace, like, I think nobody can do the job. I mean... The expectation expectation from the people and and sometimes we fail in that and because of that I think we tend to depend on our own strength and I'm sure you have been hurt I've been hurt by many leaders <laughs> and I, I forgive them now uh, because uh, as we are just uh, have come to a realization that uh, maybe um, yeah they didn't depend on God or maybe like they were not aware of like how they were hurting uh, their people around uh, around them so uh, yeah i mean like i know you have gone through that can you define uh, or can you just talk about what do you mean by toxic leadership like what happens to us like when we are under a toxic leadership i mean this is again a buzzword but i i just want to hear from your personal uh sort of encounter or experience or something you have seen uh organization or people under a toxic leadership yeah can we ease into that topic by talking about healthy leadership and in the opposite the good leadership and empowering yeah. leadership yeah. Yeah. because you we, know how we, yeah. you know how the bankers tell you that that um you know that you can tell fake money by handling like real money first yeah and so then that that contrast that contrast mm. of uh, real money versus fake money is is really seen because yeah. you know the real stuff first the good yeah. stuff first yeah yeah so <laughs> that's it's true such a, it's such a it's such a um sensitive topic that mm. i i wondered if you wouldn't mind starting with you know, the good leadership and empowering leadership mm, first yeah. before we dive into toxic leadership. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Go ahead. Esther. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example of, of somebody who was an empowering leader mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. It happened when I was still a pharmacist in my twenties mm -hmm. and she, she, she just knew her team well like she mm. got to know her team she knew our our strengths she knew mm. her weaknesses and she was able to leverage and 
and capitalize on our strengths mm. and kind of complement us in a so if we were if we were trying to accomplish something a project you know she just knew kind of how to um, make a shine I guess mm. Mm. and I remember you know she she knew that I loved creating memorable experiences and team building Mm-hmm. And so she just she just took off on that, and she put me in charge of things that had to do with like team building and mm-hmm. um, making sure that we we had a, a strong team. Mm-hmm. But she also she also just knew how to stretch me and and grow me too. So mm-hmm. she didn't just put me in my strength zone all the time. She would she would test out different things with me mm. and kind of and um i one experience really sticks out to me which is that um we were we were doing a, a project uh, and it was innovative at the time mm. mm-hmm. and i remember she wanted me to to do a particular task and it was mm. scary for me and mm-hmm. i didn't want to be i didn't want to be in charge of that mm-hmm. and i remember her gently and lovingly rebuking me in, in a way where she spoke life-giving words mm. and instilled her belief and her confidence in me. Like she, mm. her, her confidence in me was, was more than my belief in myself. Mm, wow. And so I, I still remember that. I still remember that going, okay, she's saying to me, I don't remember her exact words, but, mm. but basically now as I look back, I remember mm. thinking, okay, she's telling me to not let fear fear of the unknown or fear of what could be, you mm-hmm. know, that I'm scared about. She's telling me not to let that dictate my decisions and my, mm. and my actions, mm. but to, to lean into growth without it, you know, paralyzing me, you know, she, mm. like, she didn't, she didn't throw me where I, I would be paralyzed or yeah. traumatized yeah. by something, mm-hmm. but she just really kind of knew the balance of that. Mm. So I, I'm so grateful that I mm. had that as an example. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that is an empowering leadership. Um, I mean, someone who knows your your gifting, knows who, what you're good at, and gives you the opportunity to kind of develop that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. are you ready to contrast that with someone who does not recognize recognize your gifting recognize what god has given you and kind of drives you let's say crazy or like uh, very uh, suffocating i i i have been in that kind of situation uh esther like where uh every time i come up with a good idea he will just shut me down like he will just like no mm-hmm. and um and one time he said in front of everybody you are not the boss here. I'm the boss here, you know. And and I think from my childhood, like I'm sort of a person. Um, I like to work with people, and I like to empower people. Uh, that's something God has given me. And I, and he was not uh, directly talking to me. He said, like, I can give you that freedom, but not the, not that same freedom to the people you have brought in the team. And I said, no, like, I mean, they're equal to me, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, that was very early on in my uh, ministry. Yeah. yeah. Can you share, like, how have you experienced the 
the extreme opposite of what you've just described in your pharmacist day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so Ron it's I don't have um there's there's a couple of chapters in my mm-hmm. life. Mhm. where there's toxic leadership involved. Mhm. And I do not have permission to talk to the Lord about it in public. Okay. So no worries. Yeah, I, I respect I will, that. Yeah. I will. I will. I will talk to you about toxic leadership. From <laughs> mm-hmm. how about I? I talk to you because because I I walk with people who have, mm-hmm. I I have walked myself mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. through toxic leadership. I I walk with people through. Mm-hmm. you know through that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, my work allows me to a, a peek into the, yeah. into those those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. i'm i'm going to talk in generalities yeah. if you yeah. don't if you don't yeah mind. that's a great yeah. that's great that's great yeah 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 but every the thing you said the word suffocating mm. and i really i really like that word mm. um, because it does describe toxic leadership. Mm, mm. And I have been I have been dwelling in a couple of chapters in the Bible recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um 1 Peter 5 mm-hmm. being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I when I when I read 1 Peter 5 especially verses 1 to 3, mm-hmm. they they outline what the role of a leader is. Mm-hmm. And um I I have it here with me. I don't know mm-hmm. if you would want me to read parts yeah, of please, that. Yeah, please go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so this is Peter talking to the leaders of the church. So mm-hmm. that's the context is the church, but mm-hmm. of course there's translates into home and companies and organizations, other organizations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Peter's talking and it, and he says, "I strongly urge the elders among you, pastors, spiritual leaders of the church, as a fellow elder and as an eyewitness okay my eyes are failing me here mm-hmm. <laughs> he says shepherd and guide and protect the flock of god among you mm-hmm. exercising oversight not under compulsion but voluntarily according to the will of god mm-hmm. and not motivated by shameful gain but with wholehearted enthusiasm Mm-hmm. not lording it over the those assigned to your care do not be arrogant or mm-hmm. overbearing mm-hmm. but be examples of christian living to the flock set a pattern of integrity for your congregation mm-hmm. well wow. yeah. and isn't that just powerful i mean it just yeah. really captures mm-hmm. the the idea of leadership yeah yeah and yeah. toxic leadership really Are those things that he describes like being arrogant and overbearing mm-hmm. and and lording it over people mm-hmm. and doing anything motivated by shameful gain, whether that be um, a gain in reputation for self, mm-hmm. a gain in numbers, mm-hmm. like you you've mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah, a gain a gain in honor uh, for self to mm-hmm. the to the dishonor of other people. Mm, so mm-hmm. I just think I just really believe that this this passage here mm-hmm. captures 
mm, healthy yeah. leadership versus versus toxic leadership. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, Esther, I don't know. I'm just kind of a little bit uh, drifting to like when you're talking about that. I believe everyone who starts in the leadership starts with the very good intentions. Um, yes. I mean, like especially in the Christian ministry, uh, nobody says like, "I want to be a toxic leader." <laughs> you know, <laughs> Every, yeah. everybody has. Uh, I'm sure, like uh, you know, God calls them or has an encounter, or you just create a passion, and then they start well, and then what happens, like in your uh, in your. Um, mind or, or what happens uh, to, uh, to the leaders uh, if you think when uh, they start the journey well but they in the middle of the journey or something happens to them and then they kind of uh, lose track of what you just described in first Peter 5 any any idea like I mean like what 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 needs to happen to us so that we can guard against those things you know yeah that's such a good question yeah, I I really believe, um, Ron, that that toxic leadership because there's bad leadership mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. and I would say that bad leadership is not necessarily toxic leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when I when I think of toxic, I mean it comes from the word toxin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And any toxin is harmful yeah. or deadly. Mm-hmm. But bad leadership could just be like this. Uh, not knowing who you mm-hmm. are, not mm-hmm. not really knowing how you lead, but you're mm-hmm. you are not necessarily like harming people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I when I think of toxic leadership, I really believe that it, it is a it's undealt with wounds from mm. a leader's past, mm. yeah. and. I'm, I'm really grateful, actually, for a couple of books I'll, I'll mention here because I think they have been so good for me uh, mm. to listen to, to to these books or read, read them. Mm. One is called When Narcissism Comes to Church. Mm. Have you have you heard of that book? No, no, no. No. But, okay, so yeah. When Narcissism Comes to Church and also A Church Called Tove. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those those two things, those two books, have mm-hmm. been really helpful for me mm-hmm. to put words to some of the the things that are happening in, mm-hmm. in churches. Mm-hmm. So, um, narcissism is is this fascination, this unhealthy fascination of self, mm-hmm. this excessive mm-hmm. love of self. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I truly just um, as as you follow certain uh, leaders that are mm-hmm. in the neuroscience field or in the medical field, yeah. they they talk about you know these these um, things these issues like narcissism mm-hmm. where we have there was a wounding early on in our life. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't deal with them properly. Mm-hmm. We never really let the Lord heal us completely. Mm-hmm. And so that goes on to follow us as yeah. we go into into these leaders, and it mm-hmm. it ends up haunting us, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And and of course, 
anytime you have people, you're going to have messiness. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have, you know, you know, you're going to have hurts. You're going to mm -hmm. have um, wounding. Mm -hmm. And so anything I'm dealt with, it's going to, it's going to somehow rise up and our flesh will, will do, will do things to, to protect self. Mm-hmm. You know, to protect yeah. our, to protect our ego, to protect our, our reputation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I kind of have lost sight of your, your question a little bit, but. Mm -hmm. No, you're going in the right direction. Toxic yeah. leaders, mm -hmm. toxic leaders to me are people who have been wounded and mm -hmm. who have not dealt fully with those mm -hmm. wounds. And yeah. now there's manifestations of it mm -hmm. as things come up because because ministry involves people. Yeah, that's such a wonderful way to put it, Esther. But um, yeah, I, I think you are right. Uh, even I used to have this understanding that, you know, the whole word salvation, um, it... We, I mean, like we know it, but sometimes we treat salvation as if it's a event. Like you know, oh, I I had a baptism, I did my discipleship class, I've been to Bible college, now I'm a leader, so I've graduated. <laughs> you know, I I don't have to deal with that anymore because um, I've already gone through that. Uh, perhaps like you know, this continual uh, humility and posture of a heart where we are intimate with God and allow Him to uh, have a say in our life. In a, uh, let's say, let's put it that way, you know. Um, which is hard, I think, you know, because uh, leaders are always like, you know, they're focused and they want to move forward. And sometimes to wait on the Lord, I, I don't know about other people, but I, 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 I was kind of like that. If I can do it, like, why should I wait? <laughs> you know, uh, let's make things happen. Let's make things happen. And then, and when things happen, it makes you feel good. And then you want to do it more. You want to do it more. You want to do it more. And then people just becomes an accessory. Your power just becomes and just a channel to do whatever you want to do, you know. And, and when you look back, there's so many casualties. I, I just realized, Esther, like, past two years uh, we talked about that I had just this massive pause because of the COVID I just began to realize how insecure I was nobody saw that even I didn't see it in me uh, you know and uh, but then I began oh that decision okay it seemed like a, such a good leadership decision but it came from somewhere else you know, and, and you exactly mentioned the wounds that you don't tackle, and then you come to the power of influence, and then it just begins to bleed out whatever you do. What do you suggest, Esther? Like, I mean, um, how do we, like, you know, the sooner we realize it's better for the people and the organization and for yourself, like, is there anything when you coach people um, that you try to lead them or you try to draw out from them? Uh, you know, some some kind of remedy or some kind of you know exercise, so that they will realize, hey, I mean, like this is a positive pathway going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
you said some really powerful things in in what you just said, Ron. And I think the the thing that sticks out to me is how you 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 were caught up in a um, in a a mission of mm-hmm. sorts. Yeah, you know, like yeah. even a good mission, mm-hmm. right? Even the good mission of of having Jesus be known mm-hmm. and and him becoming famous. <laughs> and I I what what an awesome, I mean what an awesome mission. Yeah. But when when we, like you said, when we trample over people mm-hmm. and we forget that the greatest commandments that the Lord gave us is to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love people as ourselves. When we forget that, because the mission is so important, making Jesus known. I mean, we've just missed the whole point. I mean, I I can hear, I can hear Paul saying, what, what good is it if you, if you have huge churches and you have huge organizations and, huge companies if you do not have love Mm. it amounts it amounts to nothing right so anyway i just uh i really appreciated what you what you shared so to answer your question about what what do i suggest Mm. i i truly um okay coaching as you know, is mm-hmm. taking people from where they are right now mm-hmm. to their desired future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But this toxic leadership is, is I believe from your past that still is unresolved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have coached leaders who I, I've, I've referred them to counseling. Honestly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Because they have not dealt with their past yet, and counseling is the focus is from past to the present, so you can mm-hmm. be whole, and mm-hmm. you can be healed, and you can be healthy. So, uh, I have I, I recommend counseling. In fact, mm-hmm. so it is when when I first encountered toxic leadership. I actually prayed about going back to school to be a counselor because I was so stuck where it was. It was, there was such a wounding Mm -hmm. that, that I I was stuck and I I could not move forward. Mm -hmm. And up to that point, I, I had uh, appreciated counselors. I knew counselors. I knew people who went to counseling, but I had not gone to counseling myself. And, and for the first time in my life, I was, I was so, I could not move forward. Mm. And, and I had to go to a counselor for, okay. for help. I had to seek professional help. Mm-hmm. And that experience itself is what led me to go, I wonder if I should pursue more education by going mm. into counseling. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it turns out that I my giftings and my, my strength is more suited to be a coach because mm. I have, I, I wanted to uh, take where counselors left off mm-hmm. and then coach leaders who are now healthy mm. and, and move towards thriving, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and yeah. having a, a powerful impact. Yeah. 
Mm. So anyway, uh, I say all that to say, I, I, I believe that counseling is key. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate appreciate good counselors mm. because their their role is is crucial. Mm. Esther, like um, I I I understand, and I I haven't been to counsel in to the counselor. Um, at some point, I I wish I I had access to that sort of counseling, uh, you know. And but I'm from India, and it's a, such a taboo. Uh, subject still uh, in the churches like you know uh, and uh, but I've talked about it and especially during pandemic the mental health uh, the people's uh, people f- uh, challenges around their emotions and everything uh, it just became kind of apparent I did a lot of uh, a series on that um, helping people to understand that um, you know even in the cultures like India the physical health is not taken care of and but now there's a lot of education so people are aware of like hey this is a healthy diet this is not a healthy diet and i think pandemic kind of helped us to realize hey we have a, even a mind and we have a emotions and we can be toxic around this area and that's why i i uh, i'm trying to have this conversation with you to help leaders understand I mean, what people see you on the platform can be just just be a facade, but there's something going on deep inside you, and and you and you openly say that you went for a help. Uh, but let's say in in I know you were not in the context, but still, like I, I just want to draw from you. I would highly, highly recommend people going for a counseling if they have access to it. But let's say let's uh, let's just imagine in a country like India, there there aren't like good Christian counselor or a good counselor is there a other way to uh, deal with this this toxic issue of leadership i mean do you recommend like any other let's home, homemade remedy let's say <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that i i did forget for a moment because i live in the land of the the free with all kinds of resources here yeah. right no 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 worries no worries yeah yeah. I forgot for a while that um, that not everybody has resources and yeah. that's such a good point. And uh, so when when I was uh, when I went to counseling for the first time, I actually I actually lived in Asia mm-hmm. at that oh. time. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, in desperation, I I googled I googled counseling or counseling yeah. in Asia or like a retreat center in Asia because I was so I was so desperate mm. and and God led me to uh, to a retreat where it, my whole journey of, of healing mm. began but what's what's really what's really um, interesting is that COVID as you mm. know you know at one point, counseling was was a you know because because confidentiality is so important mm-hmm. in counseling and in coaching mm-hmm. so at one point they would not meet online but now um, with covid happening there are they they counsel online so actually mm-hmm. people anywhere with with an internet access they have resources that mm-hmm. that was not available to them at one point okay yeah so that yeah. is that is a point but I also know 
of a counselor who who was asked, you know, how how many of the people you see really need a a professional counselor? Mm. And can you guess? Can, no. can you guess? Um, no, maybe percentage? above fifty percent, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this this is this is encouraging. He said. The people that he sees that needs professional counseling, 10%. Oh wow! He, according to him, according mm. to him, 90% of his cases, the church can take care of. Oh wow! Okay. Isn't that isn't that fascinating? That's really fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If we actually, if the leaders would deal with their stuff mm. and get healthy. Mm-hmm. And then pass on that health to their people and train their people to to walk with others who have mm-hmm. been wounded. We could the, the church could do the majority yeah. of mm-hmm. this of yeah. this work, and that's yeah. coming from a professional counselor. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. Yeah, you give me hope, Esther. I mean, that ten percent. I was kind of hoping like about fifty, <laughs> but ten yeah. percent. Yeah. I, I I think yeah. you you are right. Uh, you are right. I mean, when a leader kind of models uh, this empowering leadership and kind of let it flow to the congregation or to the organization, it 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 does uh, impact people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. So I I, I also want to mention because so many people have access to the internet nowadays mm-hmm. a, a podcast so those mm-hmm. books that i mentioned when yeah. narcissism comes to church yeah and then also a church called tov tov is the hebrew word for good or goodness okay yeah so yeah. when tov is you know when, when when the bible says that god is good and all mm-hmm. he does is good the hebrew word is god is tov and mm-hmm. all he does is tov and mm-hmm. so those two books have been so helpful for me in in making you aware of what toxic leadership is mm-hmm. and then not just leaving you there with this hopeless state but but really laying out some guidelines as to how mm-hmm. you can protect yourself from toxic leadership or being a toxic leader yourself also how to create this goodness culture this tove culture mm, in, our, yeah, in our church yeah, yeah. so you know so those two books are really helpful also i've been i've been listening to a podcast mm-hmm. um, i don't know if you've heard of it it's called being known by doctor with dr kurt thompson yeah. No, yeah so he deals a lot with he deals a lot with with wholeness and he, mm. and healing Mm-hmm. And he's a medical doctor, but he's mm-hmm. in the he's also in the psychiatry mm-hmm. um, field. Yeah. And I just appreciate his work because he takes he takes the Bible and the verses mm-hmm. there, the mm-hmm. truths there, mm-hmm. and he uh, tells you just stories and um, he tells you things that make the Bible come alive to me when it mm. comes to healing and mm. when it comes to wholeness. So I've mm. really been enjoying listening to him mm-hmm. because I think if we 
understand those things that he talks about. And then, you know, like you said, you, you, it starts with you and then you multiply it mm. to the people that you're, you're leading. Mm. Mm. There's no telling, you know, yeah. the yeah. Mm-hmm. ramifications of that in a good way. Wow. I, I will put the, those uh, resources in our description so our listener can access them. Yeah. Thank you, Esther, for sharing that. Wow. Very good conversation. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, we are coming to the end of our time. I just try to keep the podcast short so that younger leaders can <laughs> uh, listen to that more. Um, just a question, since both of us, uh, we are Asian. Uh, do you think our culture um, has a role to play in breeding some level of toxicity naturally or or I'm just just being too harsh on our own culture like <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, you, you 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 bring up a really um, interesting point because mm-hmm. you know culture, cultures value certain things mm-hmm. and with with asian cultures in particular i'm, I'm talking in generalities again here mm-hmm. but asian culture we we value honor yeah we don't want we don't want shame so we are an yeah. honor and shame culture yeah yeah and we value community and relationships and and because of that because of the community and the, the relational piece we want harmony generally speaking mm-hmm. we don't we don't like if if there's tension and conflict mm-hmm. that that really um, as a communal or as a community oriented uh, culture that really affects your life mm-hmm. your daily life right yeah. so we try yeah. to keep this this harmony and also where where a lot of asian cultures are status oriented where yes. your age you know that that the older you are, the more respect you should get, and mm-hmm. your role and your title and your position really matters. And so, the the higher your ranking, the mm-hmm. more respect that is due unto you, mm-hmm. right? So then you take all that, you take all that, and then say you have an unaware toxic leader, oh wow, or you have an unhealthy leader mm-hmm. at the you know, at the least, an unhealthy leader. And what do you do when somebody who's leading you is older than you and it's supposed to be somebody you respect Mm -hmm. and uh, their position will either make your life better or make your life worse. And that relationship that you have with them Mm. is is pretty important. Then what do you do? So... There are certain aspects mm. of culture that will that play into that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's certain cultures who, who don't care so much about as much about the community and the relationship because this is, you know, this is mm. my you can kind mm. of isolate yourself a little yeah. bit more. Mm-hmm. And you and if you don't care so much about what your community is saying about you. Mm. So wrapping it up with the culture aspect, mm-hmm. it, it just really highlights the importance of, of a leader being such a good steward and the authority that God has given them. Because mm-hmm. if we are, if we live in unawareness, mm-hmm. 
at best and um, just valuing, valuing that mission again over people. Mm, yeah. If we live there mm. and we are not backing down and we're not willing to admit when we are wrong, mm. then we make it difficult for those uh, for those who are under our care, like mm. Peter says. Yeah, yeah. And so I just that that you mentioned something earlier too that where you mentioned insecurity. Mm-hmm. Insecurity really is the the uh, the thing that that cultivates toxicity because insecurity is really it's really a form of pride mm-hmm. and and it's a uh, we are not secure enough in Christ and who we are in Christ mm-hmm. that we have to somehow I don't know we have to somehow work on this thing where our mm. image is so important mm. or our reputation is so important you know yeah. we are so important yes yeah. that's, that's really insecurity yeah so yeah it just is so important to be mm. rooted rooted in christ and yeah. work in humility mm. and to know who we are and who we're not and to to be quick to to be quick to ask for forgiveness because we will as leaders Mm. we we will mess up Mm. and we will hurt people but it's again it's not the it's not the you know not hurting people it's not about not hurting people because we know we Mm. we will as imperfect humans Mm -hmm. it's about it's about um asking for forgiveness and making things right when Mm. when you have been approached with how you've hurt people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Esther, it has been such a rich and uh, uh, enlightening and such a happy and at the same time, uh, there were some moments like very sobering conversation. Thank you, my friend, for taking your time out and sharing your experience and your your passion for empowering leadership with us. And uh, I'm sure like we will have some more conversation in days, uh, days to come. So blessings, my friend. Thank you for, uh, once again, your time and your sharing. Yeah, thank you, Vaughn. It was an honor. Yeah, thank you so much, Esther. Yeah. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. If this episode was helpful and meaningful to you, Would you take time to subscribe, share, and leave a review? This will be a huge, huge encouragement to me and to our team. Thanks so much and hope you will do join us next time.